This is Solom Literary Press. I'm your host, Riley Bounds, and this is a Solom podcast where we discuss and examine the intersection of the modern renaissances in evangelical literature, philosophy, and spiritual formation. Today, I'm excited to have Katie Evanson on the podcast. Katie Evanson is a seminary graduate whose passion is to use the visual arts as a medium to communicate truth. She loves integrating her love for photography and film with her love for God's word and has worked on multiple projects and documentaries in the Middle East towards this end. I'm also excited to say Katie has joined Solom as our new visual art editor. I'm grateful to have her on. More information will be given in the show notes, including links to her Instagram pages and personal website if you want to find out more. So Katie, welcome and uh, thanks for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Great, good. So just uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, well, originally I am from Chicago, uh, the Northwest side of Chicago. So I'm a Midwest girl at heart. Um, But I came out to California in 2013 for college and I've been here ever since. Hmm. Uh, Did your time in Chicago influence your approach to visual art at all? Yeah, I think in its own unique way. Um, The Art Institute of Chicago is um, a pretty big deal and uh, it's right downtown. So I grew up going there from a pretty young age and just taking it all in. Um, Never thought I would end up being an artist, uh, but here I am. Um, And actually looking back, I'm glad that I didn't grow up in Southern California because here, Uh, The photography market is so oversaturated. There's so many photographers here. And uh, back in Chicago, not quite as many. And so I think uh, that was a blessing in disguise, being able to Mm -hmm. kind of start out there um, and kind of press into the realm of photography without it feeling like a lot of pressure. Awesome. Um, So you went to seminary. Uh, What's your degree in? Yes, so I have a master's in Old Testament and a master's in New Testament. Just finished mm-hmm. last May. So, wow, well, that's that's incredible. Uh, two master's degrees. Did you do that uh, all at once? I did. It sounds more impressive than it really was. Um, I I think more than anything, I just realized how much I don't know after learning a lot. Um, but yes, I did them at the same time, though I finished Old Testament a semester earlier than New Testament. Um, so did your time in seminary influence your visual art style? Yeah, I think that's been a big journey for sure. Um, for a very long time, I kind of saw myself as having two different sides. I had my artistic side, And then that was completely separate from my academic scholarly side. And Mm -hmm. I think I always felt uh, this division within me, especially as I continued in my degrees and um, never saw them as integrated until one day I was talking with an older mentor who's an artist and a believer. And she kind of called me on it and said, why do you feel like you have these two different sides to you? Like you are an artist, just own it and Mm -hmm. know that the way that you do uh, your scholarship actually will be affected by being an artist. And so now I've begun to see how being an artist actually does affect my scholarship and research. And 
I think I'm drawn to things that maybe those without a creative or artistic sense miss uh, when they're studying scripture, mm. but definitely still on a journey in that way. Yeah. Um, so you got two masters now. Are you planning on going and doing a PhD? It's a thought. Um, I, I think right now I'm slightly schooled out, even though I, I do miss it sometimes. Um, yeah, there's, there's a possibility, though I'm not going to pursue it right away. Um, mm -hmm. But it's definitely, it's definitely on the radar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have any idea what, what your uh, thesis would be on? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I think it would, it would likely be in, well, be in biblical studies of some sort. I'm really drawn to biblical theology and mm -hmm. also to New Testament use of the Old Testament. Um, or even the Old Testament's use of itself. <laughs> that sounds kind yeah. of funny. Um, that could be a whole, a whole conversation of itself, what those are. But I'm very drawn to the interconnectedness of scripture um, mm. and how biblical authors actually use each other to build their, um, to build their narratives and their stories. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. So um, when did you start developing an interest in visual art? Yeah, so ever since I was little, um, I think I, I dropped dolls at a young age <laughs> and um, very quickly was drawn to sketching and drawing. Um, and I think specifically, I, I've always had an attention to detail um, since a young age. <laughs> I remember a time where um, I was waiting for a dentist appointment and I was sketching and doing a bunch of drawings mm -hmm. and the... Um, the secretary came over and she saw my drawing and she, I think I was like nine and she said, wow, you should be a dentist because you have such attention to detail. Um, I don't see many people your age that, that have that. And so it's kind of a random story, but I think it showed that from a young age, something really drew me to, um, to detail and it came out in my sketching and drawing at a young age. Um, but when it comes to photography in particular, I think that was really, um, birthed when I did my first, um, trip overseas when I was mm -hmm. 13, I went to the Middle East and Europe with my family and my eyes were open to a world bigger than America and my own little Midwest world. Um, and I was exposed to incredible beauty and art and, um, just began to see the world in a completely different way and I wanted to capture it. And uh, so that was really the beginning of, of my photography. Oh, great. Um, yeah, and, and we will definitely get into the, uh, the Middle East trips in a little while. Yes. Um, so during your development as an artist, were there any photographers or other visual artists that heavily influenced your style or inspired you? Yeah, so I think, um, ironically, it was actually people in my everyday circles. Uh, my dad was a journalist for many years uh, in the Middle East and in America. And I think he really normalized having a camera with you at all times. Uh, he mm -hmm. kind of documented my whole childhood <laughs> with a camera. And so I think from a young age, just subconsciously, having a camera around was very normal to me. And looking back, I realized that that actually was quite formative. Um, 
And also my cousin, Emily, who's more like a sister to me, she got a DSLR camera first. And I remember being in awe that, you know, we were 14 and she spent a lot of money on this camera and in our own funny teenage way, we would just take pictures of each other. But gradually, as we, de- as we did that, I realized, wait, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I want to be behind the camera more. And I want to be the one taking these pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that was a big moment where I realized, whoa, I think I, I want to get a really good camera and start doing this too. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, um, there are so many visual artists and, uh, photographers that I, um, have been inspired by over the years, but there's actually, um, in, uh, England, there is a kind of brand new initiative called set sale, which is basically a, um, a collection of artists that are all believers and they kind of empower one another, um, and give each other platforms to share their work and encourage each other as Christian artists. And they come out with blogs and all sorts of things that really encourage young artists. And so I would say Set Sail has been very inspiring and has given me kind of like a green light to just do it because I, I hear other people doing the same thing and it really inspires me. Great. Um, so when did your uh, career really begin in earnest in photography? Yeah, it's really hard to pinpoint because it's really been a slow dawning of a career. Even mm-hmm. saying that word is funny. Um, and as a business, sometimes I have moments c- kind of like a out of body experience that I'm surprised looking at my life that I am fairly established now in this business. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think internally I'm always feeling like there's so many ways to grow and more things to learn, whether that's in my artistic expression or just in the technicalities of photography. Um, Mm. So I think I'm still in denial that this is like my career, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's true. It is one of the main ways I support myself. So. So um, was your family supportive of you going in the direction of photography? Yes. Um, Like me, they knew I loved it, but they didn't necessarily know it would turn into, you know, one of my main things in life. Um, but I think from a young age, they always, yeah, encouraged me to bring my camera with me and capture things. And, um, yeah, they've always shown great interest when things are published or when, you know, um, I get good feedback. They're always right there with me, uh, cheering me on. Right. Um, was there ever a point where you were like, I'm going to become a journalist like dad or anything like that? Funny enough, I came into college as a photojournalism major, Mm -hmm. uh, but that lasted for a hot second. Uh, I think I realized that I didn't have to get a degree in this to do it. And that's proven quite true. Um, and so I switched my major, but it's funny how, uh, things kind of come full circle because a lot of my recent stuff, especially in the Middle East, has been a little more photojournalistic. Um, mm. So I think that that's just an indicator when when God puts something in your heart uh, and you don't see it out right away, I think he has a way of bringing you back to it uh, mm. if it really is intended for you. And I think that's what he's done with photojournalism. Awesome. So um, did you find that photography was a hard field to break into? 
Well, it really depends where you are and exactly what type of photography. Um, I think I've skirted uh, kind of different categories. I do wedding photography, portraits, um, and then obviously more um, like contract-based work and um, photojournalistic stuff. So again, really depends on what kind. Um, I'd say in SoCal, it is quite hard. Um, kind of going back to what I said before, it's kind of an oversaturated market. Everybody is a photographer, it feels like here. Mm -hmm. um, but it's encouraging when I leave Southern California and I'm like, oh, wow, okay, not everybody is. This is still something that uh, is, is slightly unique in other places. Right. Yeah, I mean, it feels like everything in SoCal is oversaturated except, except for like a trade business or something. Mm -hmm. So Exactly. Yeah. Um, I uh, read the bio on your site and it just says that you're known to do anything for a photo, including getting caught in a storm or covered in mud or hopping a fence or climbing a tree. So that's, uh, that's a lot more adventures than I've had recently. Um, <laughs> so what's been the craziest thing that's ever happened to you while you've been on a job? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it's funny you asked that. I actually have some bruises on my arm right now because I recently climbed a tree and did some photos and my my dismount was quite not graceful so I have some bruises um but um yeah okay so I don't know about crazy but I do have a pretty funny and unexpected story um I was in Israel in Jerusalem taking photos for a ministry's publication and I was walking through the shook which is another name for like the market in the old city of Jerusalem and I was walking around and I was particularly trying to get uh, like market photos and photos of the shop owners. Um, and so I was kind of going in and out and snapping pictures. Sometimes I would ask permission and other times I would just kind of sneakily do it. And I went into a store, it was a leather, leather store. Mm -hmm. um, and I was taking some pictures and suddenly the shop owner started talking to me. And uh, you have to understand things are very different in Israel, the way that men interact with women. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but he, yeah, he was chatting with me and he started asking, uh, oh, are you married? Do you have a boyfriend? And I was kind of like, no. <laughs> and um, he said, um, I will give you 15 camels for your hand in marriage. And I was like, what? I... I don't know what to do with that. And I looked at my friend and my friend was like, get out of there. He's actually serious. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I left, but I got a great picture. So glad for that. Um, I, I guess I, I turned him down. I don't have 15 camels, but, uh, but yeah, that was definitely an unexpected experience. Well, I mean, if you're doing anything under 30, then you're getting ripped off. So yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. You have to bargain. Yeah. Um, so just generally, what would you say inspires you as a photographer? Oh, so many things. Um, things around me like nature, beautiful music and such. Um, but I think recently it's been especially reading poets and artists from the past, people mm. who aren't alive anymore. Um, and I'm really inspired by their perspective on the world and how they infuse their take on the world um, that they're experiencing into their art. And I see that 
actually we aren't that different from them. The only thing that separates us from them is time. Mm. Um, we have the same struggles, the same fears, and we share in our humanity. Um, but just especially to see how people in centuries past have brought God into their pain and into their life has been really inspiring to me mm. to, uh, yeah, learn from people that have gone before me. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, we, we, we typically think of visual artists and poets as just diametrically opposed. And mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to reach the same things um, just yes. through different means. Yes. Um, and to anybody listening who wants to get into uh, the old stuff like uh, Katie is, the old Christian poets, um, D.S. Martin's uh, Kingdom Poets blog is very, very useful for that. Um, not all of his poets are orthodox, but uh, they do claim to be Christian. They're writing in Christendom, and it's very informative. So, yeah, do you uh, practice any other forms of visual art or is it just photography right now? Yeah, so I'm also beginning to dip my toes into videography and cinematography, which um, I'll talk about later a little bit. Um, But yeah, I guess the other main ways I express myself artistically are through dance and music. Actually, those are pretty big areas of my life uh, as well. What, um, What kind of music do you play? So I'm a pianist, uh, side gig is I teach piano lessons. Um, but yeah, um, I, I play every day. Uh, if I go a couple days without playing, I just, I literally vibrate like something is wrong. I need, I need to reach equilibrium by, by playing. So it's a, it's a deep love. It's been a lifelong companion for me. So I've asked a couple people in the past, like, why should people care about poetry or why people care about art in general. Um, why would you say that just the lay person needs to care about visual art? Well, I think there are some amazing capabilities that visual art has that other things don't. Um, I think mm-hmm. something visual can drive a point home or capture someone's attention in a way that words can't. Um, I've seen this for sure in the academy with my students. Um, I'm an adjunct professor. And uh, so when I teach my students, I regularly try to incorporate my photos and visual elements with my lectures. And I've seen an incredible response that I can be lecturing for 20 minutes. People start kind of, you know, zoning out. And then I show a photo and draw them into that. And it's like Mm -hmm. the atmosphere changes and they're able to enter in to what I'm trying to teach them in a completely different way. Awesome. Um, So what visual techniques do you often incorporate in your photography? Yeah, this is um, a great question Uh, and quite simply color. (laughs) And that may sound weird, but um, right now the trend within fashion, interior design, graphics, everything is like neutral tones and very like minimalistic and simple and just earth tones. And I think that's really beautiful. But for me, I look at the world and I see so much color and beautiful complexity and different hues. And it's just, it's something that I want to bring into my art. So when you look at my portfolio, you'll see a lot of color. I don't, Mm -hmm. uh, make it just all like neutral trendy stuff um i really value color great yeah um 
I think that's really cool that you're, you're breaking the trend of the minimalism and uh, all the black and white stuff. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy being in that as well, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm still, yeah, I'm still drawn to color. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we've been, I mean, mar- marketing aside, I mean, I think that we've been um, in kind of a minimalist phase for quite a long time. Um, I think that in literature, it kind of began with, uh, with modernism uh, and then really amped up with postmodernism. Um, mm. But now, at least I think since maybe the 80s, um, but that might have been a little bit early, uh, we've kind of transitioned into the new romanticism. Um, mm. we're, not, we're not all there yet, but I mean, it's kind of the, at the nascent. Um, people like Donna Tartt um, would be considered a new romantic and they do kind of, um, they're, they're not going to shy away from using excess language or anything like that. Kind of like mm. uh, you won't shy away from color or what minimalists might think is kind of sappy or anything like that. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's, it's kind of good to see that trajectory in uh, visual art as well. Yeah. Um, by the way, I've been to ask, um, I'd know nothing about cameras, so you ought to forgive me if this is a really dumb question. Um, mm. But is your favorite kind of DSLR to use, or is it, or is there a different type out there that's better? Oh wow, that's it's a very subjective question. I use Canon uh, currently. Uh, I have a Canon, um, but yeah, every, every camera has pluses and minuses about it. Um, mm its capability in low light, its quality of its sensor, um, its video capabilities along with its photo capabilities. So there's there's such a range. Um, I'm actually planning on upgrading fairly soon, finally have enough saved to get a higher quality. So um, I've been doing a lot of research. I don't know everything there is to know about cameras. Um, but um, yeah, I'm definitely ready to amp it up a notch. One One tip for our listeners, if they are in um, visual art or if they're trying to get into photography is uh, don't feel pressure to get super, super expensive gear. Uh, You can start simple. And the way you know that it's time to upgrade is if you truly feel like your equipment is holding you back, that's the time that it's, it's time to upgrade. Uh, But don't get the super fancy, crazy expensive thing. If you're just starting Um, wait, wait until it's holding you back and then upgrade Hmm. just an aside. That's great. That's great advice. Um, so do you have a favorite photo of the ones that you've taken? Yeah, it's so hard to say. Um, I have a lot of favorites, but, um, I'd say one of my favorites is, um, a photo again that I took in the shook in Jerusalem in the market. It was the same day that I was uh, offered 15 camels for my hand in marriage. <laughs> and uh, what I love about the photo I took is um, it's a single shop owner sitting in the very back of his shop and he's surrounded by um, just shelves from the floor to the ceiling of beautiful painted pottery. And there's a lot of stimulation in that photo, yet he is sitting there reading a book uh, and his leg is crossed and he's just chilling, barely notices the people walking by. And I think that that really sums up how I want to be actually as a person. Um, There's always gonna be a lot fighting for our attention in this world. Um, But I wanna be somebody who has inner serenity and stillness that remains in life. And 
a stillness that stems from the peace of God who's dwelling in me. And uh, yeah, just seeing him so peacefully sitting there with all this craziness around him. I think it really sums up well. Um, yeah, the, the potential that a Christian has uh, in this world. Awesome. Now you said, you said in your bio that you uh, use visual art as a means to communicate truth. So just what, what is that truth? Yeah. So everything I do is rooted in my faith. Uh, mm. So everything I communicate in my art is inspired by and links back to God and my relationship with him. And mm. I believe that I'm a tiny, tiny part in a huge story that's unfolding. And this is a story of God's love and pursuit of humanity, a story of his intense sacrificial love, a story of redemption and victory. And now the amazing thing about art and beauty specifically is that beauty has a way of softening the human heart. And I think we were made to behold beauty. And mm -hmm. so when someone encounters beauty, they pause and suddenly they are in a position of reception. And once that softening occurs, one actually becomes more open and willing to consider or listen to what message you're trying to get across. And this happens in a way, again, that words uh, simply can't accomplish because the initial way you capture their attention is nonverbal when you're doing visual art. So it's like an invitation to consider, to consider something new. Hmm. Is, is, there a, is there a certain angle that visual art uh, has that uh, like other art forms don't have? Mm. Yeah, I think there is something very special about it being visual. Um, I think though musical art is another whole realm because that's dealing with a completely different um, sense, your, your oral sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that has the potential to go very deep to a point that words can't quite access as well. Great. Now, um, since you have, since your work all ties back into your relationship with God, do you see it as a form of ministry uh, directly or as an indirect one or neither? Yeah, I've struggled with that exact question for a long time, if I'm honest, um, especially since I also teach Bible classes, mm -hmm. which is a very explicit thing. You know, you're just teaching the truth from the Bible to people. It's very like obvious what you're doing. Um, but more and more, I've begun seeing my visual art as a ministry, um, especially mm -hmm. uh, through the realm of social media. I post a lot of my stuff on social media and um, a lot of the people that follow me aren't believers. I have hundreds of people that I don't even know. Uh, you know, that are following me. And so every time I post, I try to make it very meaningful, have captions that are very deep that make people think. Um, yeah. And so I think in that way, um, it definitely can be a form of outreach and even just encouragement to people who are believers. Right. Now, um, since this is a ministry, do you primarily work with biblical imagery or do you kind of take a broader approach with the things that you shoot and whatnot? Yes. So, I mean, for my business in general, I do a lot of, you know, portraiture, stuff like that. 
Um, but within um, my really creative work that um, I'm, I'm developing, I do, I usually do uh, biblical imagery or imagery that expresses spiritual concepts like resurrection, new life, pain, you know, a lot of these things um, that I try to integrate with my photos. Mm. So tell us about your time in uh, Jerusalem. Yes. So how much time do we have? I could give you <laughs> 20 hours. Um, just kidding. But, um, but yeah, so I have been to Israel a couple times. Uh, the most recent time was summer of 19, where I worked for a film production company based in Jerusalem. And uh, the majority of what we did was um, documentary work. Uh, we worked in conjunction with a few um, universities to create teaching content, filming on location, uh, teaching material. Um, and a lot of what we did served um, the Messianic community um, that, and those are Jewish believers in Jesus who live in Israel. And so we would collaborate with other artists to do music videos, um, promos for ministries, all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, so did you find yourself particularly inspired there? Yes, absolutely. Um, but what's interesting is after you're there for a little bit, the sparkles kind of fade away and you begin to see the underbelly of Israel, which isn't always a perfect thing. You're in the Holy Land, but the people aren't holy <laughs> necessarily. Mm -hmm. There's challenges. And, um, and I think there's this misconception that, you know, the being there in the place that Jesus walked is just going to be like this incredible existential, amazing spiritual journey for some people it is for a while. Mm -hmm. But again, after you're there for a while, um, I think what you realize ultimately that it's not the places themselves that you're supposed to focus on, but it's what happened there. And that, mm -hmm. that is what you want to dwell on. And it still is incredible being there, you know, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but again, focusing on what happened there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so did you visit any famous historical places while you were there? Yes. Everywhere is historical. <laughs> it, they, yeah, Israel has the highest, um, the highest concentration of museums uh, in the whole world. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's constantly plaques like on the side of the road or on the side of the sidewalk of like, this thing happened here. And it's just, it's incredible. You know, there's the first tier things, the major things. Um, but then there's second tier, third tier, fourth tier stuff that, um, everywhere is significant historically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you hope? in general, that your photos of Jerusalem captured? Yeah, I think overall, I want to show the ancient stones and the living stones. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is, yeah, capturing the incredible historical locations and uh, showing the places that amazing things happened, but also realizing that this is a living, breathing country with modern people and uh, Israelis are fascinating. Uh, it's a fascinating culture. It's a collision of the West and the East and mm -hmm. it's an invigorating place to be. And so I hope that I'm not only showing, you know, what Christians like to see are those, you know, classic yeah. places, but also who are the people living there now and what are they like? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love that uh, collision of the West and the East. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what was the most influential thing that happened on the trip for you? Wow. That is very hard to answer, but I think this most recent trip uh, probably was just collaborating with other artists, other people on my crew uh, in the office, being a part of a team uh, where we all brought our strengths together and we all gel together uh, to create some really amazing content. I think it's easy for artists to kind of be lone wolves and to just kind of like go about their thing on their own, but there's such power in collaboration with other artists where um, you can really, yeah, kind of pool all of your resources, all of your knowledge and talent together and create something together. That was one of my first times doing that. And it was, it was very, very fulfilling. Right. Yeah. I've even seen that with, um, with Solom and my new team. Um, yeah. you know, cause I can get feedback on like maybe, you know, now like some visual piece that I like and, uh, you can tell me that sucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Accept it. So yeah, it's, it's very valuable to have this team together. Um, yeah. Now, um, the commentary on one of your photos from Solemn Journal uh, called Preparation, um, mm -hmm. it suggests seeing the seemingly aimless portions of our lives as preparatory periods. Um, so just tell us a bit more about what you had in mind there. Yeah, um, so many things. Um, I think obviously COVID for a lot of people and for me kind of plunged us into a very strange in-between season. A lot of us were waiting for things to happen that uh, maybe still haven't happened yet uh, because of COVID, uh, things like that. Um, but wider than that, a lot of um, my story behind preparation, that photo, um, is actually my journey with chronic pain. Um, chronic pain has been a major part of my story for about eight years now. Um, and in that, I've asked God so many questions uh, why has he allowed this for so long, uh, much less allowed it at all? Why has he healed others and not me? Uh, so many questions. Um, but I've started seeing this journey of chronic pain as a training ground for life, as a preparation. Mm -hmm. And through the journey of chronic pain, I've learned how to do battle. I've been trained. I've been trained to do battle with the lies of the enemy um, battle with falling into despair, all of those things. Um, and I realized that even if he heals me fully, these eight years have been, um, kind of a severe mercy in that they've prepared mm -hmm. me for inevitably tough roads that are ahead. Um, and they've really forced me to learn how to intimately lean on God for strength and life itself <laughs> right now. Um, and all of this truly has been a preparation. Hmm. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so how did you start to adjust your thinking with that pain? Yeah, I think I, I you know, you can't force it. It takes time. Um, I began asking God to show me little glimpses into his purposes behind this. And he doesn't promise to tell us why he promises his presence. That's for sure. But he doesn't always promise to explain our trials and our pain. But again, 
he did begin to give me little glimpses into his purposes behind this, why he's allowed this. And, um, yeah, I think it was, it's been helpful to just ask myself, like, have I been able to see ways that I'm able to love others, to serve others, to relate to others better Mm -hmm. because of this? And I think I've begun to see these, this trial as valuable in, in that way. Um, you know, kind of like, to create a diamond, it takes a lot of heat, a lot of cutting, right? All those things. And it creates this beautiful gem. And in a similar way, I think God, he uses our pain um, in a very powerful way um, to bring something very valuable in our lives eventually. Hmm. So how would you, or what would you tell uh, somebody who is going through uh, the same chronic pain that you are or a similar one? Yeah. Um, so many things, but truly just to, um, to see that God, again, he does promise to be with you, to be with you and to never leave you. And, um, and to look at our suffering Messiah in a new way and realize, wow, no other religion has a God who willingly has come to experience pain for us. And I think that has blown my understanding of Christ completely out of the water, seeing that he chose to suffer and to feel physical pain for us. Mm. Um, And that has drawn me to my savior more than any piece of theology, anything in seminary could, um, was seeing that he is a God who knows suffering. Because of that, he can deeply be with you in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very profound. Thank you. Yeah. So in your career, have you found that the church knows how to properly use you as a photographer? Um, does, does it really know how to like value uh, visual artists? Yeah, I think uh, we're getting there. <laughs> um, a lot of times um, I think churches, they, see photography um, just as a tool for like social media for production and that kind of thing. Um, So, so far uh, I haven't felt quite as utilized as I think is possible. Yeah. So um, what would you suggest to the churches if they want to start to utilize photographers? I would say empower the creatives in your church to, Um, to use their work to encourage and inspire the church, um, even as tools for outreach. Um, My mind goes to uh, something I learned quite recently, actually, which has totally um, changed the way I look at my photography used within the church. And that's in Exodus 31. We're introduced to the first individual in scripture who's described as being filled with the spirit. And this is Bezalel. His name actually means like in the shadow of God or in the protection of God. And Bezalel, he was tasked with directing the construction of the tabernacle, all of its furniture, all of the designs of the priestly garments. And he was, he was an artist mm-hmm. and he was filled with the Holy Spirit to do this task. And In doing this, he prepared the way for the people of Israel to worship and to come into God's presence. 
And I think in the same way, Christian artists are those who are helping usher people into encounters with God. We're partnering with God in creating the space to make vehicles through our art to transport people into his presence. So if that's not validating and a wake-up call to the church to take its artists seriously, I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that um, I know that Bethany Brengan on one of our prior podcasts, she had mentioned that the church doesn't really know what to do with poets either, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean that that that's it's fair, you know. Um, anybody who's serious about poetry or photography, I mean, they're in a totally different realm than just pop culture mm-hmm. uh, you know no no one knows what what to do with, with God, yeah honestly so but there's precedent in god's people for valuing artists and um i think it yeah it could do the church really well to look at that precedent starting right. you know back in exodus yeah you're right so what should a christian photographer who's trying to break into the scene do Yes, I would say try to just meet other Christian artists, collaborate, encourage each other. Kind of like I mentioned before, it's so easy for artists to kind of just stay lone wolves and just do their thing uh, by themselves. And there's a place for that. But there actually comes so much freedom when you meet other artists and collaborate with them and encourage. So that's that's really the main thing uh, when you're trying to break into the scene is just start meeting other Christian creatives. Start with, you know, places like Set Sail, that initiative I mentioned before, um, or local, local, local things, you know. There's so many ways to meet other Christian artists and just start creating together. Yeah, and you'd be surprised at how many are out there, honestly. Yes, yes, totally alone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I was stunned when when I became an editor. I was just like, I thought I was the only one. Yes. So, and it's not true. It's, it's, it's not true. It's, you know, happily untrue. Exactly. Um, so in writing, you know, it, it's very typical for people to think I've got to go get an MFA in creative writing to, you know, break into the scene or, or whatever. Um, would you say that the same is true with uh, photography? Should you go and get a degree in photography before you start to work in it? No. Um, I'd say for some people, hey, go for it that's something you really want to do. But um, like I said, part of my story is that I, you know, was a photojournalism major for a hot second. And then I switched and look Mm -hmm. now, like I've, I've established a really awesome uh, career, dare I say, that the Lord has blessed me with through this. And I didn't get a degree in it. I think when it comes to visual art, especially it's just doing it, you just got to do it. And my style has changed so much over the years. I look at old photos and I slightly cringe because I'm like, wow, I am so I'm different level now than I was back then. And so don't be afraid to just jump in, bring your camera with you wherever you go and just take take the world in through your camera and just cre- just start creating. Mm. And um, don't yeah, don't feel like you need to have those um degrees or you know anything like that credentials I think also the beauty of social media the the beauty and the downside is anybody can post stuff and sometimes that stuff isn't great but then the beauty is it's a place that if you really have quality stuff and um, you begin you begin to 
be seen and mm-hmm. it's an amazing platform. So utilize all of, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, if people want to submit visual art to you for a solemn journal, future editions, uh, what are you looking for? Yes. So we're looking for good quality art pieces uh, from Christian artists who capture God's truth and beauty in the world in their own unique way. Uh, We want to see your expression come through, your your inspiration come through of the world around you. Mm -hmm. All right, Katie, well, where can people find you? Yes, um, you can find me on Instagram. It's kind of the main, one of the main ones at KE Photography. Um, and also my website, which is uh, katherineelizabethphoto.com. All right, great. Well, thanks, Katie. Uh, it's been great talking to you. And I'm glad that you are joining Solom. So I really appreciate your, your work here. Oh, it was a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Riley. Yeah, thank you. All righty. Well, uh, thank you for listening and uh, bye-bye.